0: welcome to coffee and conversation a podcast that is all in the name good coffee with great conversation here's your host Larry Vincent all right well welcome to a special bonus episode of the coffee and conversation podcast I I was not prepared uh, to do this uh, until uh, I got a text from our guest asking if he could share about uh, his experiences with PTSD and and uh, I had thought that since we just did uh, a, an episode with April from Care to Change about mental health in their church, what better way to follow that up than, a, than a podcast about PTSD and to be open and honest about my struggle and, 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 and my guest's struggle. And so uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest, Brett Havlin. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, I'm I'm glad you're here. Uh, Thank you for having me. I uh, mean, this is yeah.
1: this is amazing.
0: Brett, Brett was uh, for our for our listeners. Uh, Brett was one of the first people I reached out to uh, when I found out that I had PTSD, and he came in my office and uh, just had a real heart to heart with me. It was so good. I I I will never forget that day. Uh, because it helped out so much.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And I, f- I feel like if if I touch one person, yeah. you know, the struggle was worth it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that, that means more to me than anything. Well, just, I appreciate Just knowing that. that so. Now,
0: before we get into the emotional stuff, <laughs> um, we have a tradition here on okay. the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Okay. And it's called the first sip. Okay. So, I don't know if you took a first sip or not. Nope. We're going to pretend that you didn't. Pretend I didn't. Just in case. <laughs> um, this is, uh, uh, apropos, uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Okay. Today, uh, we are doing uh, an espresso roast. This was a gift from a military mom and dad okay. uh, in here uh, that go to our church. Fantastic. Uh, that's like, hey, Larry, if you haven't tried this yet, you need to. Okay. And, and so, they bought this for me and gave it to okay. me. So, Fantastic. So, sir, cheers. To you. Yes. let's Let's try this. That's I, I I enjoy this coffee. It is it is so good. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's
1: I, uh, very smooth. Yes. it's not a not an acid, acidic or or
0: no. Uh, and with the with the with the French press, you know, it makes it that much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we do it right up here at coffee conversation, man. <laughs> you,
1: it, you, you do for sure. Yeah, I was I was expecting you know Keurig, maybe oh. a regular coffee pot, but yeah. when we broke this out, I thought. Man, I'm, I came in the right place. <laughs>
0: Keurig is like cussing like a sailor in this place. Uh, you just, it's just, you just, you just, you just we, have, we have two of those things in our church. I have, I, I don't touch them. Yeah. I, I used, to, now. I'll admit, back in my, uh, my, my, before, my BGC days, my before good coffee days, <laughs> um, I, I would have Keurig uh, because, you know, I just needed it. But no, now, now I, I, I have learned the lessons of good coffee. Yeah,
1: absolutely, so, absolutely.
0: If I can help one person, it would you work you, the
1: you you help you you help me with, you help me with the French press. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, struggle is real str- at my house. That's right. We all
0: have our crosses to bear. That's right. right.
1: That's right. All
0: right. Uh, so let's let's get into the conversation of, okay. uh, and and just dive right in. I would love for our audience to hear uh, your story of. How you how you came across this uh, diagnosis, um, and uh, how you dealt with it, and you know we'll we'll go from sure. There. So let's just talk about how you got it and and the struggle.
1: Absolutely. So um, I was uh, I've been a, a fireman for uh, eighteen years. Okay. Um, I joined the fire service when I was very young. Um, I was uh, just turned nineteen years old. Pre 9 11 I joined the fire service uh, as a volunteer. Learned a lot yeah. about myself, learned a lot about, um, everything, life in general. Right, um, right. it was, but at that age, uh, you can attest to this being in the military, you can't really wrap your head around a lot of the things that you see and you do. No, no, um,
0: you really
1: can And at that time yeah. it was, you didn't talk about it. You just, you know. Well, you pick yourself up and you go on to the next one. Yeah, um, you don't you don't bring the bad stuff to work and you don't take work home. So yeah. basically, I had the drive to and from. That's all I had.
0: And there was that young pride too, right? Correct. You know, you know, we were about the same age when we got into our respective services. Right. You know, and there's that young pride of like oh, I'm not going to be the one to fall.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you're you're still uh, learning about yourself. Right. Um, your brain hasn't fully developed yet. Yes. Uh, even your emotional, uh, cognizance. So, um, life and death, I mean, things of that nature, it doesn't really develop until age 25. Here I am at 19 learning about life and death firsthand. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so that was kind of like, to me, I think that was probably the, the, the start of it. Seeing a lot of stuff at that early age that probably got the ball rolling for me. Um, as i as i got older you know um i met my wife um we had kids and, and uh, all that um i she started noticing things about me uh she started noticing that there were, i'd come home from the firehouse and i would just be shut off yeah i mean it was it was like the proverbial light switch right um i would just be shut off yep um there would be no emotion about anything yeah uh, there would be no happiness no joy but then there would be no sadness and no depression either. It yep. was just an even keel all the way across.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And um, that stems uh, kind of back from, and, and a lot of my relationships, not just with my wife struggled, but a lot of the relationships with my friends struggled too. Um, unfortunately, uh, in February of 2008, my best friend was killed in the line of duty. He was, oh. he was my captain. Yeah. Um, he was coming back from a run Right. that technically I... I probably should have been on, uh, with him. Uh, but I had gotten called out to another run. So, I mean, it was kind of like that survivor's guilt almost. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, he was in an accident, uh, uh, but he actually, he actually won the medal of honor for, um, taking the brunt of the impact and saving his passenger. Wow. Um, so he, he actually, uh, died with valor. Um, but anyways, uh, that really affected me because sure. he was he was a brother to me. Um, he was my best friend. Um, and coming back to the firehouse after all that transpired, after I knew that he was gone, and seeing his locker open, and seeing his stuff in there, and seeing his his pictures of his kids and or yeah. his son, not his kids, his son, uh, <clears throat> just that finality of it. Right. Um, that was tough. Yeah. But what was tougher was getting back on that fire truck after we buried him. We buried him on a Tuesday, let's say. I don't remember the exact day, but the next day I was back on shift.
0: Oh, wow. So you had, was it was it was a public ceremony. Did you guys do like a private fire this was fire
1: This was full public. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a full honors line of duty death yeah. funeral.
0: So like in the military, we have mm-hmm. this thing. Um, when someone dies, you have a, 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 just for the service members, you have the boots. And, and, right. And, and, and now you have more right. service. That's, Close to the public. Correct. Is there something like that for the first- <clears throat> We didn't have that.
1: Okay. Um, we did not have that. Uh, unfortunately, we did not have that. Yeah, which right. We should have had that. Sure. Um, but we all grieved in our own kind of way. Um, I didn't know how to grieve. Right. I'd never, I mean, I'd lost people close to me, but never that close to me.
0: Right. Not this tragic,
1: I'm assuming. Not this tragic either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that really affected me too. Um, you know, having to go to his house and, and see his son. You know, that was, I mean, you know, when you, when you show up with, you know, in your class A with a black tab on your badge to inform somebody. Did you do the call? No, I didn't have to, thank God. Okay. But I still had to go over there and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Make a, make a presentation, not a presentation, but, you know, make a presence. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, that was tough. Oh, I my mean, that. It was just horrible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that, like I said, that really affected me. Um, and then the funeral... We we it just seemed like there was no good time to grieve, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I was trying to be strong, trying to you know don't get me wrong I bawled my eyes out but I, there was times where I didn't have the opportunity to really express that emotion. Right. Um, I delivered his eulogy. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. So that was that was tough, but sure. I, I got through it. Um. You know, it was just and and then I started questioning. You know. You know. You had your. You had your um, your service the other day, and I, I listened to it on the podcast. And uh, you know, you were talking about how Peter uh, didn't know what to do. I right. mean, and so he resorted back to what he knew. He wanted to go fishing. You yeah. Know? Um, I remember at the graveside, I just said, "I don't want to be a fireman anymore."
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I, and this is not for me. Like, I can't. I can't continue to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is in 'o eight. Um, so you know, we're four years into a career, almost four years into a career, and it's like. Do I really want to do this? Yeah. Four years into a full-time career, excuse yeah, me. Because yeah. I'd been volunteer prior.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh,
1: that was that was a really hard pill to swallow for me. But um, again, prayed about it and everything else. And here I am, I'm still a fireman. Um, so let's flash forward a little bit. I, I,
0: um, I want to make sure that, that, that our audience is clear yeah. on something real quick. Sure. That sermon that you were referring to yes. uh, was from last Sunday. And if you're curious to, to listen to it, you can go to cornerstonerock.org, hit the Media tab, and hit Sermons, um, and uh, you can hit the sermon on July 7th.
1: Yes, July, July 7th. 7th. Yes. Um, and then
0: you, that will be the sermon that he's referring to. Yeah. Just so you, there's no there's no confusion yep. there. So go ahead. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. No, no, you're, you're, no please, you're fine. I, <laughs> um, this is just, like yeah. I said, coffee and conversation. Coffee and
1: conversation. So um, flash forward. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm working at this firehouse where my right. best friend you know is not there anymore. Right. He's not riding in that right seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when I'm driving, I'm looking over at a new officer,
0: oh.
1: and uh, so that was that was a struggle. Yeah, I mean, it was, was it was a real struggle sure. because you know you're not David. Yeah, you you know, can't I mean, replace your friend. Yeah, right. you're not David. Yeah, um, you 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 shouldn't be here. Right. You know, and no offense to him because you know he was trying the best he could because. He was close to David too, not as close as I was, but he was, you know, yeah, right. He was still a coworker, a brother. It wasn't his
0: fault, right? It wasn't his yeah. fault,
1: and uh, you know, he was just trying to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. So I felt bad for him. I really did. Yeah. Um, you know, and we butted heads. He and I butted heads. We we didn't have the same personality. Um, we had a lot of personality conflicts. Yeah. I, I still think he's a good person. Yeah. Um, it was just very. He was very different from what I was used to with my buddy. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, but, uh, so with all that being said, I started looking for different firehouses and, and, you know, trying to get out of there. Okay. It was just too hard to go to work every morning. Right. Um, not every morning, every third morning. Uh, fortunately I found, uh, my current department. Uh, I went up there and, uh, started there and, you know, everything seemed to be going very well.
0: Yeah.
1: That was in 2008 as well. Okay. So in 2008, I lost my best friend. Wow. Um, I changed careers. Uh Oh, not careers, but changed firehouses. Sure. Uh, I found out I was going to be a dad. Oh, wow. I bought a house and I became a dad all in 2008.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a um, lot of chaos.
1: It was a lot of chaos. Yeah. Um, not to mention, before my buddy had passed away, I bought a brand new vehicle. So if you've never been through that before, yeah, I mean that's right. that's stressful too. And, me, and there's a
0: lot of markers here that are similar. You know, like uh, when I was uh, just back from Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Heather and I got married. We got pregnant. Yes. Uh, I had uh, I had a mini- full time ministry, a full time job, full time school, right, full time military, yep. or part-time military, but you know you, you never part time full time. Yeah, part-time, yep. full time. Um, and, and just that that constant chaos of you know school, work, ministry. You know, school, work, ministry, family, school, work, ministry, and family. And
1: you're still trying to adjust to the newness of everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. You never have a chance to stop.
1: Exactly. And that, that was my issue was yeah. because after David died, you know, I was still adjusting to this newness of not having somebody to call and talk right. to. And, and yes. like that, that was this, that was all newness. Yes. And now all of a sudden I'm, I find out I'm going to be a dad and it's like,
0: you're, I'm yeah. I'm not over this yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have I, I don't have the mental capacity. Right. To deal with this. Exactly. So
1: you just don't. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's kind of the be, the beginning of Brett just shuts down. Right. You know, I, I quit talking. Yep. You know, we we have a disagreement. I just quit talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. because I'm not going to get into it. I'm not. I, I have too much on my mind. I can't go any further. Yeah. You know, um. So then, uh, I started uh, I started hearing this this term PTSD yeah. and it uh, it started uh, with a, another very good friend of mine. Uh, he lives in New York. Um, he's a, a great fireman. Um, he's a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, an, he's an incredible friend. Um, he uh, got diagnosed with PTSD and uh, it was just – this is my terms, not his. It was like a ton of bricks on him. Sure, it was just like a ton of bricks on him. Yeah, and he finally shed his bricks, mm. and uh, he he went and got help and everything else. And we started discussing it and everything else. And I wanted to raise awareness in 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 his honor. Yeah, right. <clears throat> because I thought, man, you know, this guy is such a great person. You know, we, we got to re- remove the stigma from this. Yes, you know? yes, um, yeah, Um God, he's just a that, that's that's such a shame that he has to deal with this. And you know, all the while I'm dealing with yeah, this, yeah, and I didn't accept it. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, I, remember one day, um, Laura and I were talking and she says, you know, Brett, I think you need to, I think you might need to get help. I think mm-hmm. you, I think you might need to talk to somebody. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, well, all these signs and symptoms are here. You, you pretty much are this same person, you know? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But to appease her, I went and spoke to, uh, a, a, a clinician and, uh, he was, he's a retired fireman. Yeah. Uh, spent 30 years on the job, retired, uh, got his uh, degree. He's a doctor. Um, and now he counsels firemen and police officers and you know all kinds of stuff. And I went in there closed minded. Yeah. Right. You know, didn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I go in there and, uh, I listen to what he said and, um, he's like, you know, I really think you need to Talk to somebody. He says, "I I really think that this should be a regular thing for you. you know, I I see something here yeah, that right. you need you need some help." Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. All right. Thanks, doc. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know. And uh, I took his paperwork and you know I read some of his stuff and pff, yeah. done. Yeah. Um, it was almost I, I believe it was two years almost to the day later. Yeah. That uh, I had my just absolute mental health breakdown okay um, I, I, I don't like going into a whole lot of detail about it. let's just say I had a yeah. very bad run sure um, I, I don't want to give away too many details because family may be listening you know yeah. um, and nobody nobody else needs to hear what I and saw and that's fair man yeah, yeah. completely um, let's just say I had a bad run okay and uh, it just haunted me not haunted me but it, it just kind of just lingered and I just I kept I kept thinking about it. I kept yeah. thinking about it. I yeah. kept thinking about it, and it's like, wow, this is this is really messed up. And then come to find out, you know, I'm taking it out on my wife. Like, yep. you know, just exaggerated reactions to small things, and um, you know, waking up with cold sweats and things of that nature. And yeah. it's like, dude, I'm I'm messed up right now. Yeah. Like I I started to realize. But I, I still didn't want to accept it like I was just grasping at straws at this point like right. just trying to keep it all together and um, fortunately, I did have that mental health breakdown. I was at the firehouse and I just I couldn't keep it together like yeah. I just couldn't I, I had no idea what was going on it was it was almost like um, think about it like this think about having a heart attack and not knowing what a heart attack is
0: yeah right.
1: That's exactly what I compare it to. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, fortunately, uh, I had an understanding officer, and, and he's like, you need to go home. I'm like, I can't. I have to stay here. Like, I have to work. He's like, no, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't have you here, man. Right. You know, you're not in any, any way, shape, or form ready to take a run if we need you. Yeah. So I left, and um, at that point, everything after that is just kind of like a blur. It was kind of like a, um, when, when people drink too much and they, they say they black out, you know, um, that's, that's what I compare that to is, it was just like a blackout. I remember bits and pieces, but most everything is almost like just not there. Wow. Um, I remember calling, um, a friend or texting a friend of mine, um, who also, uh, struggles with PTSD. Uh, um, and he's, uh, I hope this is okay to say. I'm sure that he won't mind cause he's, he's, uh, does a lot for PTSD and everything else. He's the bagpiper for the dropkick Murphys. If you've ever, yeah, uh, if Law you've the dropkick Murphys, by the okay. way. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, I, I, quite honestly, I, I owe a lot to him. Um, why I'm sitting here, honestly. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I, I text him, and I'm just like man I I don't know what to do
0: yeah
1: and uh, Lee just talked me down like it was just it was so it was it was like okay I found somebody that knows what what's going on
0: right
1: this guy is is giving me wisdom yeah from experience yeah um, he's and he and he talked me down
0: yeah
1: I mean he literally just talked me down I'm not saying that you know I was going to hurt myself right but. I think that if if things would have gotten any worse, I can't say that I I, I wouldn't have gone there.
0: There there's an unknown, right? There and, is an unknown. And, and you you mentioned a couple of things. I I wanna I wanna just highlight a, a couple of things and, and get your uh, your sure. opinion on them. The, the first thing is the, the necessity of friends. Oh, absolutely. For, for a person with PTSD, finding your tribe. Yes. You know um, you know it, 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 I'm I'm laughing like. I, I feel so disrespectful because because I'm laughing, but I'm laughing because like, yeah, uh, your story is like a lot in a lot of ways, my story in in this way, you know, I, I had a friend who approached me as like, Hey dude, I think you got PTSD. I laughed at him, you know, I was like, I do not have PTSD. There's no way I have PTSD. And then I go you know, get checked, and they're like, "No, dude, you got
1: it. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah." Because we think we're strong souls,
0: right? And, and our job is to help people, not right. to be helped by right. people. Exactly. You know? Like I, I made a career, like you have, yeah. out of helping people, right? Well, I'm not, I don't need to be the one to receive help, you
1: know. But here's the thing: uh, doctors get sick too. Yeah,
0: I know, you and know? you never admit that, right? Right? You yeah. know, because it, because there's something about the mental field. That is like, you know, I don't want to... It's taboo. It, exactly. You know, and this is why if you haven't listened to um, to the, the episode before this one, the one with April from Care to Change, man, you, you need to, because that, that, that episode uh, on the podcast will talk about the stigma of mental health in the church and how we as a church and as people need to get rid of that stigma. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but let's talk about the necessity of community. Sure. Right. Uh, as a person who struggles with PTSD and as a person who helps others mm-hmm. with PTSD, how, how, number one, how easy or how, um, important is it for someone to have community and, and how do you recommend people, um, get that community? Um, it,
1: I was fortunate, um, yeah. with, with the, with the fire service, I think, you know, is such a brotherhood, um, I, I also belong to the Pipes and Drums Band. Okay. The, okay. the Indianapolis Pi- Pipes and Drums Band. It's the Indianapolis Public Safety Pipes and Drums Band. Um, that has given me the opportunity to meet people from across the world. Not, not talking across the country, across yeah, yeah. the world. Cool. Um, and, and it's like the brotherhood within the brotherhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like the. Uh, with the military, you have certain um, special specialized areas, right. and those people tend to be stronger. I mean, yes. so um, you were in the army. I was in the army. Yep. You were in the army. Okay, so if if you were in the army, you have army brothers, right? Yes. Right. Okay, but people that served in your. Platoon, yeah, you're probably closer to.
0: Yeah, you're closer. You know, you have your military brothers like Marine, right. Air Forces, Coast Guard. You're you're friends with all of them, right? Sure. You have that common bond. But then there's the Army guys, a little bit smaller. Yeah. And then there's the unit you served in, right? right. And then there's your section, is what we called it in in overseas in Iraq. And, and even, even it's kind of funny, I have a Facebook group of Tent One people. So the guys who just live in the same tent. Okay. You know, we, we, have, a, we have a reunion once a year that we get yeah. together and just enjoy each other. And so, yeah, I understand completely what you're talking about. And,
1: and sometimes those people that you work directly with, yeah. you may not be over and above in love with those people, mm-hmm. but you'd still... You'd still do stuff for them. You yeah, you share I mean? a common bond. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the guys that I work with at the firehouse, I love them. Yeah. And I would help them out and no questions asked. Right. Um, but there's just this stronger bond with these guys in the pipes and drums because we travel all over the country for line of duty, firefighter, and police officer deaths. Yeah. Um, so we just have this, this stronger uh, sense of brotherhood that like we, we're there because you need us yes. type of thing. We'll travel for you personally yeah. because you need us. Wow. Um, so I was fortunate in that sense because I had that opportunity to meet these guys and have that support network and to know the joke of that, you know, have been through this and the Lee Fortuners that have been through this, um, that I had that opportunity to reach out to these guys and pick their brains and say, man, I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know what to do. And, and they, and thank God they were there. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I love my wife. My wife is a, a saint. I mean, she's a wonderful person and everything else, but she, she's just now starting to grasp and understand the concept of what I'm actually dealing with and struggling with. Um, and uh, it's a day-to-day struggle. Sure it is. Um, and, and there are days that are a heck of a lot worse than others.
0: Yeah. We should be able to, I think, celebrate our wives. Absolutely. You know, because, Absolutely. because you know, they are walking on eggshells trying to figure Absolutely. out how to deal with this and you know I, I won't go into any details uh, but I, I, I will say that you know for when I first got diagnosed you know um, Heather just like I don't know how to deal with this yeah. you know and, yeah. and not to mention that she you know the last 15 years before sure. I even got diagnosed yeah, you know that, that woman put up with so much Laura and I
1: have been together 13 years yeah, and uh, you know when I came I, I just remember I came home um, from from my uh, doctor's appointment, my very first doctor's appointment, where I was actually finally like, you know, I I I've bought in. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. I know I need help. Um, and and you know, God works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. Um, so this was on a Friday, mind you. Mm-hmm. And I just, I fortunately, I, I called my insurance company, and uh, they gave me three three people and one of them was right here in brownsburg and i called called the number and i talked to this clinician and uh they said uh, well we can see you on monday i'm like i'm not gonna make it till monday wow yeah and i said okay well i tell you what we'll open up on saturday for you but you need to be here at eight o'clock and i'm like i'll be there yeah so um i went in on saturday you know and got the whole work up and everything else and uh, back to my original point was yeah. um when I came home with my diagnosis, um, I showed my wife. And I was like, "So, you know, you were right. Um, here's what's going on." And I just remember her eyes just welled up with tears and she started crying. And she's like, "Brett, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad." Yeah. And uh, there was there was uh, there was uh, generalized anxiety disorder, depression, severe depression, and PTSD. Any one of those if you if you had four qualifying factors on any one of these you had that diagnosis right I was scoring anywhere from 16 to 30 on any of these um, the clinician flat out told me he says you are a walking time bomb Wow yeah I don't know how you made it in here I have seen people with less points be admitted
0: yeah
1: and he says you're like this close. From being admitted, yeah, and uh, that was like that was a that was a punch in the gut.
0: Sure, it was um,
1: because again, I knew I needed some help. Right, I didn't know how bad it was.
0: Yeah, and that kind of—I mean, we 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 would never say don't get help, but the the, the denial kind of kept you going. It did, you know. It was survivor, you know. It was,
1: it was. It, that's exactly what it was. It yeah. was, it was survival instincts. Yeah, it wasn't. Exactly right. You were just getting by. Yeah. It was, it was like, um, you know, I wasn't excelling, but I certainly wasn't, you know, failing. Right. Um, well, <laughs> I was failing, but not at, you know, what I mean. I make that yeah. same.
0: I make that yeah. same like well comment all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I was dealing with it. Okay, maybe I wasn't dealing with it, but I thought in I was my mind, in it. my
1: yeah. own mind, yeah. I, I was just. I was mediocre, getting by. Yep. I wasn't above. I wasn't below. Yep. I was just, I was just staying right there, you yep. know. And, um, the, but you know, the the sense of community, like what you're getting back to yeah. what you were talking about, the right. sense of community. You know, um, my, my wife is now starting to find people that are firefighter wives, police officer wives, that are also contending with this because yeah. it's become an epidemic in the yeah. fire service and the police department. I mean, we see stuff that nobody else should ever see Right. ever. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from anybody that was ever in the military. Please don't take any offense to this, but you know, um, our military members see horrible, horrible things for a period of four years, six years, mm-hmm. eight years, what have you. Um, there are guys in the fire service that see horrible things for 30 plus years. Oh, yeah. Daily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's not, it's, 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 what I am learning is everyone's experience for PTSD is different. But it,
1: but, but we don't have to qualify it right, either. Exactly. We don't have to qualify it or quantify yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, because if you try to qualify it or quantify it, you, you've in turn just, boosted the stigma
0: yeah exactly right we uh, should never try to want up somebody no, on their PTSD. absolutely
1: not you know, like, because I mean, it only takes once have you seen you yeah know, like no guess, yeah it'll it only takes once yeah right it takes one event yep it only takes one event yep. it, it doesn't have to be um you know the the navy seal or green gray or whatever that's you know doing all this you know undercover terrible Horrible, awful stuff over yeah, there. Right. That's part of their job. It doesn't have to be the guy from FDNY that runs, you know, twenty-five calls a day yeah. that sees all this horrible stuff. I mean, it does. It could be the the volunteer guy out in no man's land that you know yeah. had one bad run. Yeah,
0: exactly
1: had one right. bad. It takes it takes one bad instance. Yep, one. It, and it's not. Again, we're not trying to quantify or qualify anybody right or to take anything away from anybody right um i'm just saying that you know it, it's it's horrible that this this epidemic has has come up in the fire service because they're again these guys are seeing repeated bad stuff yeah every third day yeah for 30 years
0: yeah and we're even learning that there are um you know well, we'll say civilians, you mm-hmm. know, outside of the first responder community. Because sure. I, I include military in the first responder community. Sure. Um, th- there are civilians out there who are living in abuse.
1: Absolutely. Day in and
0: day out um, that experience and get diagnosed with PTSD.
1: Well, it, absolutely. I mean, you can, uh, you can have civilians that have been in um, um, violent situations. Right. Domestic violence. Yes, exactly. Um, you can have domestic violence. Um, cases of, of rape, molestation, uh-huh. um, same thing. I mean, that's... that's child like, abuse. Child can abuse. Kids who grow up in child abuse can get PTSD. Absolutely. You know, hey, hey, Absolutely. Not, and
0: that's the thing. And that's why we're talking about this. Not just because I, I feel better about talking about my situation or you feel better talking about your situation. It's because our situations can, can, can jump the lines of different demographics and different Absolutely. experiences and different situations... And our stories, even though they're not similar um, in the fact that you were a firefighter and I was in the military, uh, we can still find value and help by talking. You Correct. Know? And, 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 and like I said, when I called you in, into the office and, and we, we had that conversation, you know, um, a very impromptu you know, conversation, uh, even though you didn't fully understand combat experience, you understood PTSD absolutely, and and, and that absolutely. was huge. So I want I want to I want to get back to this thing because I want to ask this question. You have people uh, who have PTSD who think they're all alone, who think that they're that you know no one can understand their pain, and they need to hear. Uh, you need to be a part of a community. How do you help somebody who feels like they're alone get into a community um, so that can start being encouraged and maybe start healing?
1: So, um, I'll give you positive and negative of that. Okay. Um, Here's the negative first. They have to want to do that. Yeah. Um, Can you make somebody want it? No. No. I. I, Nobody can make me want it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, Nobody can make me understand it. Nobody can make me want to do it. Nobody can make me want to get help. I had to want to get help, and I had to want to change.
0: Okay, so you have a... Let's just...
1: Do this. Mm-hmm.
0: You have a friend,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yep. That you know is struggling
0: hard. Yes. Okay. And and, and let's be you know, This is where my wife was for 15 years. Okay. Okay. She she confided in me like she look. I have known something was wrong for 15 years. Right. But I didn't feel like I could say something. So yeah. so let's say that you have a friend yeah. who who you know is struggling. Right. And, and you want to scream out like help. You know, get some help. Right? Are you telling me that there is nothing that I can say to this person that can get that person some help? No, okay. I'm
1: not saying that. Uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, for for the help to work, the person has got to want.
0: So how do you make them want it?
1: That's a hard question. I wish I had the answer. You
0: should, Brad. That's why you're on the podcast. I wish, <laughs> I, I,
1: wish I had that answer um, because um, I, I can't. I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, I I know that there have been um, this. Past couple years, um, since I since I came out public with my diagnosis, yeah. um, I have been an open book. I, I, I have nothing to hide. I'm not embarrassed. Um, I feel like it's cathartic almost for it me is. to talk about it. Um, and fortunately, people have reached out to me and they have asked me, what do I do? Right. Um, and that gets the ball rolling. Yes.
0: And, right.
1: then, and then I follow up with them and I say, this is what I did. And this is what I found out. And this is what you know. Here's some information. I am not a clinical professional. Um, I've been through it, yeah. But I that by no means make me makes me a professional. And that's end. a key
0: part to understand that we are not their therapists. Exactly. But we can walk alongside of them. Sure. But but we as we walk, we're taking them to a Absolutely. professional Absolutely. that can help them because that's what we need. Absolutely.
1: Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I. I know of several people that, uh, again, I'm not a clinical professional, but outside looking in, I see I see things happening, and I see this, and I'm like, man, yeah, something something's not quite right. Now, um, I I approach them, mm. and I say, hey, you know, you okay? Yeah. Not not seeming yourself. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk. You know where I've been, right? You know yeah. you know what's going on with me. Right. Um, and there's no judgment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and whatever we talk about is completely confidential unless you tell me it's not. Right, right. Um, and and I would say that 99% of the time, that person will say, yeah, well, I've been struggling with whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Really? Tell me about it.
0: Yeah. And then they do. Yeah.
1: Uh, so... I I haven't had that experience yet where someone's like, nope, nothing wrong, I'm fine, and just shut off completely because I, I, f- I feel like me being that open book, I've been able to kind of like, I don't know, be on that same level with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, what, you're doing something really well here that, that we try to teach in the church and that we try to teach even outside the church. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and that is in order for you... Um, to get to help somebody out, there has to be two things. You have to relate to them, and you have to be willing to listen. You know, uh, they already know you can relate to them because you've gone through something that they're going through, and you right. say, "Hey, look, you know what I've been through, right? You know that I, you know, that I've been through this." And number two, you say, hey, "Look, if you want to talk, this is a safe place, right? You know, I'm a safe person. I'm not going to share your stuff, you
1: know, say exactly.
0: anybody unless you tell me that I can't, right? exactly." Uh, and, and I think those are the two things that people need to hear, you know. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that's I think that's important, you know. Um, yeah, but let's be honest, people don't say those things.
1: They don't. They don't. You know,
0: don't. Uh, you know like one of my one of my biggest pet peeves um, when I came when I started just telling family and friends, you mm-hmm. know, and and I mean no disrespect to the people who have said this to me. It's just one of my things, you know, when they said, "Oh, I've known for years." What do you mean you've known for years? Why haven't you said anything right It took it's one person to say Larry, I think you got PTSD for me for me to listen to that right you yeah. know? Uh, but that's also on me for not giving not putting out a vibe that I am willing to hear that right
1: Well, it, well yeah um, so I guess along those same yeah. lines one of my pet peeves was people treating me like I was broken afterwards. Oh
0: yeah, I hate the wounded animal look
1: like I don't yeah I, I'm not broken like it's okay to not be okay. You know, that, that was my thing. It's okay that I'm not okay. I'm getting through it. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm stronger now than I've ever been. And
0: that is the hardest thing for people to understand. Yeah. It's Uh, okay to not be okay.
1: But, um, it also goes, goes forgotten too. Mm -hmm. Um, I still have issues with, uh, big crowds. Like I don't, I don't like going places where there's a big crowd. I, you'll never catch me at a concert.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I can't do it. I yeah. just can't do it. Yeah. I, I want to. Yeah. I'm working towards it. Yeah. Um, but I, it's tough for me. Yeah. Um, you know, going new places uh, to people's homes that I don't know who they are. Like, if my wife met a new friend and was like, hey, let's go over their house for dinner. I'd be like, eh. yeah, I don't know about that. Like, it's it's tough for me. And that puts a strain on a lot of relationships. Sure. You know? um, so it, it's it's a day-to-day kind of thing you it know is. what i mean
0: oh yeah i do know what you mean yeah and it, it is a day-to-day thing and, and to get that you know to get that sense of community and to understand that you know if i i can do this if i have my tribe with me
1: but yeah. and on the on the flip side of that your tribe doesn't want to i don't want my tribe to treat me like i'm broken like, no don't don't accept um don't accept me just because you, you feel sorry for me i don't want people to feel sorry for me no I don't, no. and that, that was one of my. I think when you read my post a, a few years yeah, ago, right. One of the, one of the main things in that post was, don't. I'm 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 okay. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um. You know, there there's a lot, lot of people that are worse off than than Brett Havlin. Right. Um. Don't treat me like I'm broken.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, I. But don't get me wrong, one of the one of the best feelings in the world. Is to have that person come up that you think doesn't even know your name,
0: yeah,
1: and they'll put put their arm around you or, or pat you on the back and say, "Hey, I'm praying for you."
0: Yeah, like, you, there's nothing better than it. You're exactly right.
1: And and that was that to me. Um, and and Larry, you you know this. I'm, I'm Catholic. Um, yeah. Uh, having uh, two priests, three priests, reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm praying for you." Yeah. That was just awesome. Yeah. Right. Um. And, and I don't. I don't. Um. I don't say. You know. I think. I think. With religion, I think uh, we all we're all playing the same game of basketball. We just might wear different jerseys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I and I I, think, I have I have different nuances with that. But yeah. 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 I get yeah. What you're saying. Y- y- but yeah. you know, my thing is like you and I. I we're still going to be friends. Oh yeah, completely. Um, you know, and I, I respect you, and I I if you were telling me that you were praying for me, I take that as almost a compliment. You yeah, know? it's 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 comforting to know yeah. that.
0: Yeah, we have to see past the differences. Exactly, and see exactly. our humanity, and that's exactly. what I want in my community. When yeah. I when I'm looking for my tribe, I'm look I need to be able to look to my left and look at my right and see. People that, that struggle in different ways exactly. that are walking this journey together, exactly. and as they lift me up, I lift them up. Exactly. You know, we're playing this, this game of encouragement. You know? right. I, 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 that's how I see my tribe. And, and I think if we, um, we see past our differences and just look at our humanity, exactly, we're not going to treat each other as wounded animals we're just going to say, hey, this guy's struggling right now. We just need to surround him, you yeah. know, and I just want people to check in on me. That That's that's the biggest thing. Like, see, people say, what can I do? What can I do? I was like, really, there's nothing you yeah. can do outside of. Every now and then, just check in on me. Just be my friend. Yeah. You know, just yeah. be somebody that I, can, that I can talk to, that I can have fun with, you know, yeah. hang out with on a regular basis. And I have those people, you know, and, I, and, I, I don't, and I'll I shout this out to them right now. Um you know, I, I Colin, Money Maker, our worship pastor, uh-huh. um, and 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 Ben Redon, my entire staff has been amazing. The entire staff I work with here at Cornerstone, but our children's minister and our worship minister, Colin and Ben, uh, you know, really went out of their way. You know, to to uh, even before I knew I had PTSD, and while I was getting the PSD, while I was getting the diagnosis, you know, to say how are you doing, right? You know, and it, it, it'd be just walking in my office and like something seems off. You good? You know, and just being able to talk with them right know. Colin and I make fun of each other all the time and <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what I would have done without those two and not to, not to discredit what you know what Matt and Tim right and, and everybody else did but you know God God really spiked those guys sure. up to help me to help me out and I appreciate it so
1: I, I can totally relate to that yeah. um, I had a uh, and I'm going to call him out by name I, I know he won't mind this but uh, Bob Welch yeah um He's uh, from Manchester, New Hampshire. He's a yeah. fireman out there. Um, just about every week, when I was really going through the rough times, um, Bob sent me a text, and he's like, buddy check. Yep. I or, love a buddy check. Or, yeah. or um, just checking in on you. Yeah, yep. How's things going? Yeah. Joe Kowalski was the same way. Yeah. Um, uh, my buddy Billy McLeod uh, here uh, works for IFD. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just so many people like I, I would, we would, we would spend all day if oh, I, I had to name all the firemen across the country that reached out to Brett Havlin yes. and said, how are you doing? Yeah. And, and that community right there. Yeah. That's, it's so comforting. That's what, that's what got me through it. Yeah. Um, And, and props to my wife for being there by my side and I love her dearly and everything else. Uh, And I'm not trying to discredit anything that she did because she took care of the house. The kids, you know, took care of me. Yeah. um, Understood me. Tried, tried to understand me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. And she took care of things on the home front while I'm in intensive outpatient therapy for Eight weeks, three three days a week for three hours a day. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, she took care of things on the home front, um, and never never looked for credit, never complained about it, never said anything like derogatory. Never she she was she was the saint. Yeah, I'm telling you, the yeah. woman's a saint.
0: Oh, I I, like, well, I would say the same thing about my wife Heather. You know, and I could say the same thing. Like, you, I, there's tons of people. There's Tim, Mason, you know, Dave, Nick. You know, there's so many. So many names of right. friends. It's just like, hey, how are you doing today? Right. How are you doing today? Yeah. You know? Um, and
1: that's what got you through. It's exactly what got me through. And that's what's getting you through. It, yeah. And that's what's going to continue to get you through. Exactly
0: right. Exactly
1: it, right. It, you can't... Uh, you're not alone. Yeah. No matter what anybody thinks right now, and anybody listening to this podcast right now, if you think maybe you have an issue, go go talk to somebody. 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 Anybody. Yeah. Uh, call me, uh, yeah. email me, text me. I don't care. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk to you. Um, the, th- the thing about it is if you think maybe you, you probably do. Yeah. Um, there probably is something going on.
0: And if you don't, you got something going on that you need to talk about. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and so I, I just, I always say that the only way that you can get through it is, is you're not alone. Right. Um, yeah. You are not alone. When yeah. we've, uh, a friend of mine, Brian Crabtree, we call him Crabby. Crabby uh, <laughs> has uh, come up with a, a a website, and he's asked me to participate and kind of tell my story and, and help out with editing and things like that. And it's nine one one. Let's take a walk. <laughs> um, you know, if you got something going on, let's take a walk. Let's go talk about it. Yes. You know, um, let let's sit down for coffee <laughs> yeah. and talk about this. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like like what we talked about earlier, the stigma of not talking is what's creating more barriers or more walls or, or, and, and, and those walls is what's really making the problem in the first place. Oh
0: yeah. And that one step of, uh, to, of, of, of having that initial conversation or asking for help, you know, April was talking about this in the last podcast, just taking that one step, hashtag one step, you know, uh, is, is, is so important because it becomes easier yeah. After you make that first initial call,
1: and when you make that first step, yeah, that's when you start to see progress. Yes, right. And when you start to see progress, it makes you want to take another step. Yeah,
0: I can't believe you, this has been a year almost for yeah. me. You know, yeah. uh, if you remember, yeah, because it was about a year ago now. Yeah. Actually, it was it was our soccer season, yeah. wasn't it? That's yeah. right. Yeah, you know, you're. Yeah, uh, upward soccer season. So um,
1: it's been. Uh, I, it, it just came up, it, what's crazy is I think both of us were right around the same time yeah. c- because that post that I posted that you yes. responded to uh-huh. um, came up in my newsfeed feed uh, as, as a memory. Oh, it did it really? It did, and it was just this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the reason why I reached out to you. Was yeah. Because I was like, I've been seeing you talk to, well, you, ha- you had Rashad on a podcast. I Rashad, yeah. On a live podcast, and I was yeah. like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Hey,
0: and I- it,
1: it was just it was serendipitous. It was God's, uh, yeah. God's finger, you know, just being like, uh, hey, Brett, I think you might want to do this. <laughs>
0: and this is a good point to transition and, and to close, close the conversation um, because God has used, I believe, our diagnosis for his good. There's, there's a Bible verse that says, all things work to good for those who love Jesus Christ and are called according to his purpose. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and, and, and since I have come public... With my PTSD, and have uh, I I have been given the opportunity to preach uh, at my friend's church in my hometown of Mason, Ohio, right? uh, To preach here at Cornerstone, um, to do a whole Sunday school class that I did here at Cornerstone uh, before it even became public, uh, about how to have those kind of conversations with people, right? You know, now to do the podcast, to have April, and to have you. Uh, on the podcast and, and, and you know and I've gotten Facebook messages like you have about pe- from people who struggle it's like I'm so glad you're bringing this up you know um, what do you see your your mission now
1: so I was just uh, you, you were just talking about this and I, I'm trying to find uh, uh, the, you, you talked about uh, um, uh, scripture and I'm yeah. trying to find this scripture um, this was part of part of what I had said um now I can't find it. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your question? I'll look for it here no, in a no, second. No, no, no,
0: that's fine. First off, let's, 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 what do you know What the, the roundabouts of what this verse
1: said? It was uh, It was James uh, uh, 1, I believe 8. Okay. It, I'm sure you got a Bible handy. Do you? I have a Bible here? <laughs> uh, I hope so, Ross. I'm in the wrong uh, person right? guy. You know? <laughs> uh, James, James 1, 8. I believe it was James uh, James one 12. Excuse me, I found it. Okay. Of course. Now uh, I found it. Here it is. It says, uh, "Blessed is the one who per- perseveres under trial, yes. because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him."
0: Yes, yes, I I love that verse.
1: And that's that's what got me through because yeah. it's like I'm being I'm being tried.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm gonna persevere. Yeah. I'm gonna push through. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: And and that's uh that that was the one that really helped me. Yes. So I, I, sorry, I wanted to look that up and share that. No, we, look, we all have that verses that speak yeah. to
0: us, man. I mean, for me, it was Philippians four: be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, <laughs> let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And, and that's I, I I've, I've searched for peace my entire uh, adult life after Iraq, and, 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 and it, it is sitting right there. A verse I've read a thousand times, and said, you know. what? idiot. God's
1: talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and it's crazy that that, you yeah. know, uh, it, it's right there. It's yeah. all in black and white. Right. So yeah.
0: what, what, what's your mission now?
1: So, um, that's a good question. I don't know, Larry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've got five years before I can retire, okay. uh, from the fire service. And, uh, you know, this whole, uh, diagnosis and, and being able to talk to people. And actually, uh, I started doing some teaching. I, I go out and I teach, uh, new recruits. Uh, I go out to, uh, um, high, the high schools that have these, uh, uh fire one and two classes mm-hmm. and I do a, a whole, uh, talk on, on, uh, mental health disorders in the fire service, yeah. uh, behavioral health disorders. And it's not to scare people. It's not to, uh, it, it's to make people more aware and to, again, remove the stigma, um, And I I start the class off with all facts and figures and everything else. And then I start going into, like, um, unfortunately, uh, firefighter suicide rates and everything else. And then I go into, um, so now all that's being said, or been said, um, my name is Brett Havilland. And I actually have a behavioral health disorder. And everybody's like, (gasps) like, it's just, they're blown away by it. Because, wow, this guy, you know, just gave me all this information. And now all of a sudden, wow. Yeah, right. He's that person. Yeah. So... Where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that um, you know maybe with with more education that I can I can reach more people. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to do this is, yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Being able to reach people you know that I may have never met or what have you. I, I mean that's I just like I said before, being able to help one person makes it all worth it. Oh, it does, doesn't it? This the struggle that. Uh, and I, and I hope my wife would agree with me that I hope that the struggle that we went through um, and, I, and that I'm still going through, um, I'm hoping that if it reaches one person or it touches one person's life, um, it was worth it.
0: I hate to have somebody go through this.
1: I don't wish this upon my worst enemy. Oh,
0: no, no. But if they do and, and, and not turn this into a positive for their life, I, I think that would that's that's a horrible outcome. If this is yeah. all they, they know, this pain, yeah. it's all that they know, the suffering, all that they know, and they never um, pass it forward. Right. You know, I, I could only imagine the hopelessness that I would feel. Absolutely. You know, the despair that Absolutely. I would feel. But the op- because I have this opportunity, and in my position, you know, I'm, I, like my position is made to help people you know, through the things that I go through. I mean, that's just my job description as right. a pastor, you know. And, uh, but that, the, the, this is something that everyone should be doing, and, I, and I'm glad that you're doing it. And, and knowing that you have that heart, um, you know, my prayer is that God can use your story and, and expand it into something where you're helping a whole bunch of people out. And, right. and just even in your training, because I know, you know you're the old guy now, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, me and my military buddies were talking about that just the other day. Like yep. we're the old guys now. We're yep. the ones giving advice, and you know, yep. I I just, as a matter of fact, I just sat down with the with a guy who was looking to get into the army, and, and to have that real conversation about, hey, listen, this is a real possibility for you. You have to think about how this is going to impact you, uh, because we didn't get that conversation. No, no we didn't. No, yeah. no. Um, because it wasn't it wasn't public; it was still no, taboo.
1: Absolutely, and and like I said before, you know, um, part of your part of your um, your your message the other day was, you know, what when do you when do you uh, deal with things and how do you deal with things right. and you know what's your what where do you find peace you know are you is it with friends are you alone you know yeah. <laughs> and like I said before it, it uh, what I struggled with was you know you didn't take the take the home into the work and you didn't take the work home so you had the drive right
0: exactly
1: and uh, you know that was the time that you reflected and thought and everything else and then you had to flip that switch yeah. and go in and and it was it started to become too much yeah exactly <clears throat> and and that's that's the biggest thing um, you've got you've got to not only find like what you said your tribe you've got to find your relief yes and All you got to see professional help absolutely I
0: mean, absolutely has to be part of it. Has to be part of it. All right. Um, I think I think we need to wrap up okay. uh, before this gets too long. <laughs> we could talk forever. <laughs> We're going right? to talk forever. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll we'll probably have you on again, it'd be it'd be, it'd be good to have you on absolutely. again. Um, we would love to do that. Uh, how can people reach out to you if if they want to contact you further?
1: Absolutely. Um, I I will always. Uh, Except anybody that wants, and I, I tend to believe that email is, yeah. is kind of like the best form of communication because if people are talking on the phone, sometimes they don't necessarily say everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, so anybody can uh, email me. Um, my, my personal email address is uh, brett at Indy, I N D Y, gunsmith.com. Um, you can message me, uh, shoot me a message. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Brett Havlin, H A V L I N. Um, you can look me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Uh, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. Like I said, I'm an open book. Yeah. I don't have anything to hide. I'm not. Uh, it's. It, I, I'm. Again, I'm not embarrassed by it. It's right. one of those things that. If you had diabetes, would you hide the fact that you have to take insulin? No. No. Yeah,
0: of course not.
1: No. Right. You, you know, it's it's part of your your yeah. health. Yeah. This is part of my health.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and and listen, if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're struggling and. You know, you, you stumbled upon our podcast, and you just need someone to talk to. Please, you know, please reach out to us. Brett gave you his information, mine, Larry at cornerstonerock.org. Uh, you can call the church, Cornerstone uh, Christian Church. You can find us on Facebook um, at CCC Brownsburg, or drop by on Sunday morning. We have services at nine and ten thirty each and every Sunday, and ask for Larry. Uh, we'll 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 meet up. We'll we'll talk. Uh, we'll do whatever, you know, is needed to help you get through this hump, but don't do this alone. Seek professional help, you know, uh, seek your tribe, talk to somebody, um, so that you can get the help that you deserve to have. All right. If
1: you're, if you are in the fire service, um, there are, um, there's EAP or even in the police police department. There's EAP, Employee Assistance Program. Okay. Reach out to them. Um, and then there's the Center for Excellence. If you're a, a union firefighter, the IAFF, um, you, can, you can reach out to the Center for Excellence and they will, they will put you in touch with a, a local clinician as yeah. well.
0: And, and, and if you're considering suicide, by the way, uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline, call it. You yep. can Google it. I don't have the number in front of me, but uh, call them, call them, call them, call somebody. So that
1: you can get the help that you that you need. Suicide is a, a permanent fix for a temporary problem. Exactly. And that's not that's not an answer. Yeah. And we've lost too many people um recently to that and that's that's not a please, 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 please. Yeah. Um, if the if the thought even crosses your mind, call someone, talk to someone, you're not alone. Yeah. Trust me, you yeah. are not alone, you're never alone.
0: Well, uh, Brett, I really appreciate you being here today. It's my pleasure. Um, So glad you could be on here. My Uh, pleasure. And uh, we will see you next time uh, on Coffee and Conversation.